just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's happening, y'all? And welcome back to the A Show. It's I, Justin, here with Meals. It is episode. Is it one forty one? I put one forty one. Yeah, yeah, I put one forty one. I put one forty one on the uh, on the chat. But yes, we are we're one hundred and forty one weeks in, <laughs> and hey. we and and we're we're it's holiday weekend. You know, I guess it is, huh? Yeah, it just all blurs together at this point. What's not a holiday at this point? Yeah. My whole life is a holiday. <laughs> uh, was supposed to be, I mean, we were pending on the the RNC cookout. Yes, um, it it was um it was supposed to be next. I week. guess next weekend. Yeah, next yeah. weekend. Yeah, it, around the same time. But yes. it, we were supposed to be preparing. Life hit. Now we're here. Uh, a July Fourth in COVID. I expect plenty of uh rules to be broken. But well, they're shut. They're shutting. They're they're shutting shit down, uh, pretty much over here. So, uh, Newsom just said that he's scaling back on bars. Beaches are closed. Um, I, I would imagine that this weekend a lot of the like malls and things like that are gonna are gonna scale back maybe hours and probably capacity. I don't think they're gonna scale completely back like that. But mm-hmm. I would I I imagine a lot of very angry people in Orange County, which posted a record high number. Of cases today, so yeah, it's time to it's time to chill out. Yeah, it's time to roll back. I think they're gonna start doing that. I don't know if they're gonna do that in New York because the number hasn't really gone up. It's uh, the the thing is now that we're kind of a lot more cautious as opposed to just being more like okay, time to open uh, things because people have not been following the rules. Despite our numbers not really going up, people the minute they open bars and the minute they put seating outside of those bars, it's all all free. I've never seen. It's like, I know it's like culture now for like young white millennials <laughs> to like just eat out all the time. Yeah. It's like all the time. Don't, no one knows how to cook. They just eat out all the time. But I'm like, bro, you guys went rushing back. Like you couldn't wait. Um, I at least have to give it a two week trial before I see anything going on. If a number starts going up, I, I, at least I know I wouldn't have caught anything, but you know. It is what it is. Uh, that is, I guess, the world that we're living in. But we're supposed to move on to phase three next Monday, which means I might be going back to work soon. So no we'll way. No way. Yeah. I might be going back to work soon. Who knows? That's ass. Yeah, it is. I feel it. But we'll see what goes on, man. We'll see what goes on. Yeah. Um, again, it, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I, li- I like the, the move to shut the bars down. I heard so many people talking about they were going to bars over the last couple of weeks. And I was just like, all right, like, you know, 
we gotta we gotta turn this turn this back a little bit. It's getting stupid. Um, I mean, other than that, I'm gonna be grilling all weekend, so that should be fine. Oh, okay. Turn up for you, man. Yeah, grillmaster. Gonna make kebabs. Come on. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make kebabs this weekend. It's gonna be dope. Okay. All yeah. right. I respect yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I, uh, no glizzies, no. Nothing? Of course, I got to do it for Cyrus. <laughs> I'm, I'm really bummed. No, like no lie, I'm really bummed that there's not going to be uh, RNC cookout this year. I, I think that we we were going to plan something bigger. We might have integrated more people into it. Like last year was just such a such a like friendly this year. I don't want even anybody from outside to be in <laughs> after this year. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. I'm still not a uh, conditioned to trust people around me in well you can trust us you know we're not going to be doing no wild shit okay all right you know i'm not going to be at least just saying just saying you know what i'm saying some of our some of our friends were hanging around a couple you know important basketball players a couple and and then with pam you know what i'm saying and the basketball community it's real (laughs) it's real hot out here um it's a real elite. It's, it's real. It's real elite out here. <laughs> it's real elite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we should get into. Yeah, stuff. let's let's get into the show. Um, of course, we we teased this two weeks ago that we would have a top ten list of the best wrestlers in 2020 so far. Um, we we had to push it back because last year last week was a little bit of a sensitive subject for a sensitive week, but we have it here this week. Um, we have our list of the top WWE, of course, because I don't watch Dynamite and New Japan was kind of, they just got active again. WWE performers yeah. of 2020. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been running this list. This is our third year running this list. I will say this. I was looking at the past years. There is, and here's, a, I guess, a indication on the climate of the WWE. No one has been on this list for three years in a row. None of these people, no one has graced this list three years in a row. In fact, I think about only two people from last year are on this list from this year. That is how crazy it is. Um, Actually, no, it might be even. All right, let's see. One, two people. Are you sure there isn't someone on there that, that, are you sure? I promise you, bro. I have both lists in front of me now. I can pull up all three lists, actually. There's not so you, you all right. So let's take a look at two. Let's run back 2019's list and let's see if anything jogs your memory. Okay. All right. You don't have it. Do you have it in front of you or no? No, I don't. Okay. Perfect. Um. So number ten for 2019 last year we had Daniel Bryan. Okay. Number nine we had Matt Riddle. Number eight we had Bailey. Number seven, we had Aleister Black. Wow. Number six, we had Velveteen Dream. (laughs) Number five, we had Shayna Baszler. Wow, where is she? I'm just going to assume she's taking a COVID break. (laughs) That's what I'm going to assume. Okay. Um, Number four, we had Johnny Gargano. Number three, Adam Cole. Number two, Ricochet. Wow. And number one, Kofi Kingston. What? There is no- <laughs> so here's 
and the 2018 list is a lot more the fact that I'm thinking in my brain, I was like, wait, why didn't we have Seth Rollins on that list? I'm thinking in my brain is like, was Seth that bad last year? And I think he kind of was. It was um, it, we did this around June, right? Yeah, I think he was injured. Um last year, no, he was a champ. Yeah, he was a champ, but he had um I think he'd won the rumble. It's crazy. Gosh, he won the rumble, and I don't even think we put him on last year. It was it was Maybe a barren it was a barren feud that we were, oh, we, yeah. were we were we were low on. He he had beaten Brock. He'd won the rumble, and then he had no good matches after that. Yeah, like, he much. went. He went. From I mean, Ziggler. I wouldn't even call those good matches in retrospect. Yeah, you're probably right. Shit. Yeah, he he wasn't doing anything. That's why he wasn't on the list. I think it picked up for him, like. In like like late summer after the Extreme mm-hmm. Rules match, it picked up for him, and then the Bray he he, he went right slap like smack dab into Bray Wyatt after he and I, and I think we forget about this. Him and Braun had a, had some slappers. Him and Braun had some really cool matches. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I think when we look back at it, I mean they haven't been in the ring with against one another too many times, but when they have. Seth Rollins plays his role as a smaller man. Braun Strowman as the bigger aggressor heel. They do very much, you know, very well together. But it's just it's just funny. I mean, I think for the last three years, we've been talking about this and doing this list. We've had three kind of changes in Monday Night Raw. I mean, the lead writer has changed all three years. They're mm-hmm. not the same. So... <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes even literally right after we made the list, the writer changed. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like everything is kind of different from the scope of WWE, the call-ups. NXT has become a full-fledged brand, so they're kind of being you know looked at under a different scope, different lens. Um, so many things have happened, but we have our top 10 performance list of 2020. I will say this. Every year, it is the <laughs> – every year we argue – about various things. So we didn't really I'll, argue this year. We didn't really <laughs> argue because I think we both are used to each other at this point. You have a very interesting way of arguing or getting yours is very um it's <laughs> like a negotiator because it's not like oh this deserves it's like well I'm not putting that person on that list if this person is <laughs> and, I'm just, and I'm just like but wait what and I'm you know so it's a very interesting but we didn't argue it wasn't that much of a back and forth i think generally for the most part we had the same people i think outside of two people we had Mm -hmm. generally the same amount of people and i'll say the only thing that kind of you know we had a couple names the only the thing we did different this year is i definitely went out and i sculpted we talked to our friends. We talked yeah. to our trusted people in terms of wrestling. We managed to get a couple numbers. We managed to get kind of the lay of the land of what people actually think outside of just us. And we mostly lined up. We mostly lined up. I mean, yeah, for the most part. I will say yeah. this. Um, a number of people on our list are on everybody's list, pretty much. And there, there are four undeniable there are four undeniable people on our list that I don't think you can kind of uh, – say that they didn't have a banner year and that's Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Bailey and Oscar. Mm-hmm. I think those four people when I did the numbers, when I crunched the numbers, they were on everybody's list in terms of just the most proficient in WWE today. Um but let's start 
going through the list. But before we do that, let me let me let me say from our, our I was reading our conversation from yesterday. Okay. I, I love I love me saying if okay I'm not going to leave the name out here because we're going to talk about it later if blank yeah, makes it if blank makes it blank got to go that's me saying that <laughs> <laughs> there's there's other things like if blank makes it then I feel also that blank should make it because they were blank blank <laughs> champions um so we see. also also making me choose between my goats. Take blank off, man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. To be in the room, one day we got to do this live. I, I can't wait until we get our first take morning show where we have to do this every <laughs> day of the week. Yes. Um, while Cyrus is in between us acting as the Molly. <laughs> between all of this. Um, let's see. Okay, so want to start off the list? Yeah, I'll start off. Um, how about I do 10, I'll do 10 through 5, you do 5 to 1. Okay. Yeah. Ten through six, and then I'll do five to one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, number ten, Randy Orton. This was this was literally the, what I was just referencing in our text conversation. Randy bumped off. Uh, Randy did bump off Matt Riddle off of the list. Uh, yeah. Riddle was on my list. He wasn't on Mills' list. Uh, we had we had a gentlemanly conversation about it, and I said, you know what, Randy just from promos. I think Mills, you made a good point. You said if 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 we put Riddle up there, we kind of got to put Dunn up there too. Because he was think, he, he was yeah. a package deal. He was a package deal this year, really. Yeah, I think Dunn has a lot to do. Don't get me wrong, Matt Riddle is amazing in every right of himself, but I think the package, the real selling point for Matt Riddle this year was his tag team with you know Pete Dunn. And if I and if they if this situation didn't happen, likely we would have put them together if they were still together. Yeah. Um, but I think listen. I overall I can see the argument for Matt Riddle on this list, and it's not that I didn't want Matt Riddle on this list, but I did feel like Randy Orton should be on this list. I feel like Randy Orton, who has been you know just a step, he took a feud I was not excited about the day after it was announced, and made it into one of the hottest things ever. Now the WrestleMania match to me, oof, oof. but thank you, thank you. He has a lot of pluses this year. First yeah. of all. You fully punted Matt Hardy into another promotion. I'm giving him all the pluses that I can for that. It, it, it was just great. It was amazing. I loved it. He he has entered. Is it is it weird to say that he's kind of entered another realm in terms of a superstar? No, it's it's, it's a it's, it's a second career. He's he's reached his second his his second career at this point where he is the the he he's fully realizing everything that everyone said that he had 20 years ago. You know, yeah, and everyone said Randy Orton, man, he's gonna be the one, and everyone's like, okay, but he's still doing like headlocks and having really like bland matches with people that he shouldn't be having bland matches with, right? And now, I mean, you know, I thought even last year the stuff he was doing with Ricochet was really inspired. You know, like I, I think he's been, it's always been there. It's just that, like, you know, I, you know what, I, you know, what I, you know what else I think it is? Uh, he, he, he finally accepted Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I think that's I mean, what it yes. was. I mean, yeah, true. You know, when you're not a bigot, it's easier to make this list. Yeah. But it's, uh, I think just in general, he's kind of reached another level. I think he's gone beyond past. He's not in the, he's elevating to me in the legendary status of like the Undertakers and things where it kind of, yeah. now they're about to mess that up because they're about to do a whole <laughs> big show feud. Now they're about to, I might just rip a page at this book. I don't get that. I don't. I don't get it either, but 
I think they're continuing to build up to something and <laughs> Big Show is collateral. Um, but overall, I just think he's just ascending to another level. His promos have been off the charts. His, the be- the greatest match ever. He did have that. I did mention that yesterday. <laughs> Damn near lived up to the hype. Like, how does that happen? Um, so, yeah, I think Randy Orton is definitely deserving to at least be on this list. And if we had a wedgeman at number 10, at least he's there. Yeah. Um, number nine, another person that bumped off, I believe. No, no, no. She was going to be there, but had to move down a little bit. Uh, Io Shirai is number nine. She missed a couple of months this year. Uh, because of a leg injury, but she came back, uh, won a really fire-ass tag match, uh, and won the NXT Women's Championship in a moment that I don't think anyone predicted that she was going to win that. I I think we had all predicted it was going to be Rhea, or that Charlotte was going to take it and just continue on, or and it, we even thought Io was going to take the pinfall in that match, but she ended up not mm-hmm. doing any any of those things. She won the title. And I think for the first time, they put the title in the hands of someone who is hot, I'm sorry, Rhea Ripley. I do think it is kind of fucked up the way that they're treating her right now, but I'm not going to complain with what we have right now with Io Shirai. Yeah. No, so Io Shirai wasn't originally on my list, and this is the person. I would say between Matt Riddle and Io Shirai, I probably would have kicked Io Shirai off of this list because she's not on my list. Yeah. Um, just because of the amount of time that she's missed this year. I mean, she returned after WrestleMania. But, I mean, she's awesome. As you said, your one of your arguments was like, but it's Io Shirai. She's yeah. incredible. And fair enough, because she has been pretty much on, on a tear on the NXT. And she's worthy of being champion. And I think this is a champion that when you think of NXT, you think of Rhea's entire ascent. And it was kind of like, I don't say manufactured, but it was something like, it just kind of happened. She showed yeah. up one day and said, I want the championship. And then it was all guns blazing towards mm-hmm. that. And Shayna Baszler, super long ass run. Kyrie Sane didn't. This is kind of like the first champion, I think, in a long time since probably the Asuka days where it's kind of like. You've um, I wouldn't say uh, before Asuka. So I'm going to say Bailey since the yeah. Bailey days, someone who's kind of risen and owned it and garnered the sort of support of the people and, you know, has a, a came to the top of the ladder. I think we, all of us kind of wish it was Bianca Belair, but Io, I mean, Io Shirai to me. It was those two at, the, at yeah. the top of the year. It was, it was Io and Bianca. Like, I think people were cool with Rhea. I think we saw it with Rhea. I just think that people thought that either she got it too quick or that they should have put other people above on Shayna before that. And, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the story with EO is just a lot more developed also. She's already been yeah. a heel. She's already been a face, the, 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 the plucky baby face. She's shown a range of characters that when she's finally ready to go up to the main roster, she could bring those characters back realistically mm-hmm. at all times she's got the song she's got the theme she's got the the look she's got the 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 the, the, the style like she is fully ready and working the style of a sasha of a you know of a bailey of all of these women you know that are on the main roster and had she had more matches this year she would definitely be in the top five or ten and i think that by the end of the year when we come back to this list again in december she is 100 percent going to be there so mm-hmm. you know Number nine, but not for long. I'm I'm, I'm banking on it. She's not going to be number nine for long. Um, number eight, AJ. Don't ask me about my politics styles. Makes it on the <laughs> on the number eight list. Um, AJ's had a really interesting year, bouncing between brands, losing his best friends, 
And I mean, garnering everything with, with the undertaker, just coveting that friendship and the friendship that they had and building that to the, the boneyard match from uh, April, which I think in a large part is what got him on this list is his work with the undertaker all the way up to that point. Right? No, I agree. I think a large part, AJ has been consistent and I think his role at the beginning of the year and I think it still is. There's a there's a little bit of a role of AJ that's like, okay, I'm putting people over. But then there is a little bit of a role where people's like, okay, but he's AJ Styles at the end of the day. And he's still like a notable talent, a reputable talent. And just the fact that he can be plopped in on SmackDown and change the entire atmosphere of that show, once again, yeah. it just speaks to kind of the magnitude of AJ Styles. He's built up to be, you know... An act he's, in WWE. He, he's all faithful. He he is what what like when you think about like Charlotte or, or Orton or back in the day with Cena and Triple H. Like he's the person you put the title right back on when it, right. it's panic when it's panic time because you know what you're going to get from him. You know he's gonna right. he's gonna give you good promos. You know he's gonna give you a great match. You know when when, when you know that is against certain people. I would imagine because AJ is up and down. I think him and him and Brian had a match of the year contender a couple of weeks ago, but then you go back to stuff with like Umberto Carrillo and stuff like that. And it wasn't, it wasn't so stellar, you know, but I think AJ, for, I mean, for all intents and purposes is the most well-rounded person on this list. I think he yeah. works the style and he adapted to the style of WWE so quick and was able to do main event style, able to do the promos, able to do stuff that even like the most seasoned people like Rollins are still kind of like working on in a lot of ways. I think AJ really grabbed onto that. And that's definitely why he is in the number eight spot. But with number seven, I just mentioned him. We have Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, who went who underwent a huge character change this year, going from the architect to the paranoid architect to the the messiah um and a change that i think was definitely needed for his character love how it grew from uh it grew from him being paranoid to him being wanting to be a leader to him being basically a cult leader and i think again it's it's something that seth needed as far as his character to bring him back in and reel him back in and like let him do the silly shit that he loved to do when he was a face but have a reason to do it this time and i mean you want to talk matches meals like we could we could go matches like he had great matches with alistair ko uh, you name it, Drew McIntyre. Yes. Oh my uh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's been on a hell of a run. I think this might be actually our probably our most controversial placing on the list because when we did our responses, thank you to everyone who submitted responses that we reached out to. I promised next year that we were going to go for a bigger swath. I think we might. Uh, this was a great test to kind of see a litmus test to see like, okay, who's submitting? Are we getting any jokes? Blah, blah, blah. We haven't really gotten any jokes. So it might do it bigger and better next year. Um, but Seth Rollins, with a lot of the people who voted in our thing, he was damn near the top of everyone's list. In fact, yeah. he's, he was an argument for number one on several people's list. And it's interesting because I think there's a... Seth Rollins is at his best, but he's a bad guy. Yeah. It just is what it is. And in 2019, we left him off the list for a number of reasons. And part of the reason may be because he was a face and he was kind of sucking. He was he was flailing in the water. As he didn't have he to is. flail, though. He didn't have to flail. They put him in a position to flail, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he he didn't have to be, and, you know, I hate to get back on that soapbox from last October, but, like, 
he was fine until they ran him right into Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler and that whole line of, of goofs after he won yeah. the title. He had no one to dance with. And then they put him right. with Becky. And it was just like, it just it didn't work. It didn't connect. And, and I think that, like, it just, it would just sucked for him. And I think now, so over the last number of years, I mean, we've just switched over to the Bruce Pritchard thing. But Seth Rollins, I mean, the Paul Heyman era has been good for Seth Rollins. It's revitalized his character. It's introduced a completely new character from someone who I think we maybe have said we've seen it all with. Yeah. Like, okay, he's done this, he's done that, but, like, what is the true range of Seth Rollins? And he, don't get me wrong, he still has a little bit more to offer. I still think there's a side of him that doesn't fully tap. and There's a side of him that doesn't fully connect all the way with the people. And I think a part of that is because he is a – the part of him that is a character and a part of him that is, you know – A performer. yeah takes the backseat to the wrestler a lot of the time. And I think with this kind of gimmick, you're able to kind of push that forward. But I think it's going to take a number of years before people kind of like undoubtedly sing his praises and don't really get tired of him because, I mean, it's, it's just something that kind of happens. But yeah. He's been good this year. He's been great. He's definitely worthy of our list and he's, it's great that he's back on. And uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to have a lot to say about the Rey Mysterio thing a little bit later, but, you know, he's been able to carry this fuse for, for a long period of time. I think the KO fuse mm-hmm. was like six months in, in, without an ending. So uh, really, really good stuff there. Number six, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, longest reigning NXT champion of all time. I mean, uh, me, that automatic. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Why isn't he higher? I think he's not higher because he covid really messed a lot of things up for him i honestly think he would have, he would have been gone a lot earlier than he was than 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 now um had covid not hit i think that stopped a lot of call-ups a lot of things that, that were going on he seemed to be on the way to go i think the stuff with dream <laughs> if you want to be completely honest i think the stuff with dream cut that off too um he's had to play clean up a lot i think he's had to he's had to have a lot of feuds with people that you know he probably wouldn't have been facing before if if he was still there um he took a couple of weeks off of tv as well he was off tv for at least a month but i think you know the most important thing is that you know he still maintained the level of quality in his matches he he tried his damnness to get that dream match over and i can you know as deteriorated as dream is you know i gotta hand it to to adam cole because he willed that match to success right you know and he willed that cinematic match to success as well i think even even more than that his promos have just gotten better this year and i think even in his absence of him being on nxt tv the stuff that he's doing outside of it um the 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 limousine stuff that that he's doing where where they had the the adam the adam cole championship party was really funny i think again like we we can't talk about him and not talk about his boys either i think they all add to the act and I think the only thing that stops it for me is like that one banger match that he that he's missing that he, he didn't really get at that takeover Tampa that he should have had with Dream, you know, had had things shake shaken out a different way, and you know him not being called up by now. I think he, there's just nothing for him to do in NXT. So I have well, you kind of hit it right in the head because my hot take was I think he's had the championship for maybe two or three months longer than he should have. Yeah. And it's all great and done to be, you know, record breaking champion and this year, but 
unless you're doing something, unless you're adding to the character and kind of new shades of the character and kind of turning it around, it, and I say this, it might be time to turn him and the UE as face because I think they've kind of gone the distance as they can as heels. And I think you can't squeeze any more out of the heelish douchebag dude bro um, champion that he kind of is anymore without kind of looking at all these feuds and kind of just being like, ah, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I think Adam Cole kind of the result of why he's not better is a little bit of stagnancy. And I think him losing that championship, which, you know, there's been a lot of circumstances. Maybe he would have lost it against the dream. If so-and-so didn't happen, maybe he would have lost it a little bit earlier. If things and things didn't occur. So, but I think he's had the belt for way too long it's time for him to give that up and enter a new phase of his career whether it's on nxt or the main roster i think on nx i think on the nxt it could still work because there's there's when you're a champion you have to face challenge champion caliber people now you kind of get to move down the card and kind of get to play around and see what you can do with a lot more different faces and a lot more different people and you know bring that energy um that's personally what I think about the Adam Cole and why he maybe isn't higher on this list. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I, I, I think that they're just so endearing that like, I, I do agree. Like Roderick's being like terrorized too much to a point where it's almost like, like Loomis looks like a, a heel because <laughs> he's just mm-hmm. terrorizing the dude too much. But I, I, I think that if they're going to stay on NXT, my only issue with them doing turning faces there, there's no faction for them to go against. They're they're like mm. they had they had a faction of faces to go against for uh, two years <laughs> on the brand where you, you could interchange them with a lot of different people. Now there's just like Keith Lee, and like Keith Lee's like the 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 biggest face. Him and Champa are like the biggest faces on on the show. Uh, right. uh, ben is a, a tweener. There's not really anybody. That, I guess like Drake Maverick, but he's a cruiserweight. So um, I do think that if they do stay. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure they're going to stay on NXT when Adam loses that title, but I think if they do stay, absolutely, um, they they definitely need to turn. But if they're going to leave, they would work. So, they need listen. They need these guys on main roster, if only to fresh up these rosters. Because I was just saying this today, and I can't believe I said this. I was like, if NXT UK comes back, I'll probably watch it because I'm not watching the same guys every single week. Yeah. Like yeah. it is the same people every single week on, on these two rosters. Switch it up. Like let's let's do something different. Let's put them on. Like where do you think he goes? Raw or SmackDown? I think I think SmackDown is too full for them right now. I think I SmackDown is just kind of sparse. To put four of them on SmackDown would mean that you would have to find time for four of them and on a two-hour show, which means a lot of time away unless you're moving them as a complete unit um you're going to want to have these tag matches you're going to want to have these singles matches so they end up kind of taking over the entire show on smackdown um if they do and if they don't then they're being underutilized Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's just is what it is i think monday night raw is probably their destination in terms of some roster shakeup where they able to kind of like you know give some stuff to smackdown change up raw a little bit and kind of you know make the way for them but i'm also a proponent of beginning the breakup ue which i know is not popular with your with you but i think eventually it's going to have to happen it'll happen on the main roster it'll happen on the main roster before it does on nxt they just work too they're they're they work too well on nxt for that to to that thing i i think 
and this is, I mean, I, I don't know if we're infringing upon War Report with a lot of things here, but I think personally the breakup works better on NXT because there's a lot of history within it. Whereas on the main roster, you're not going to have all that sort of compound. You're going to have the history of NXT, but they kind of, you kind of restart anew on the main roster. So if they break them up on the main roster, it's going to look like a faction that like started six months on the main roster and broke up. Whereas you have a lot of things built into the NXT in terms of Matt Riddle, you know, the thing going on with Roderick Strong right now and the thing that are going on with, you know, you know, Kyle O'Reilly right now and how, you know, the other guy feels. I forgot his name. But <laughs> um, but you have a lot of things built into NXT that can make the breakup a lot more juicier than if you do it on the main roster. And yeah. I think Roddy could use a title run. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> that ain't happening. Uh, your turn. <laughs> um, well, speaking of NXT, number five on this, this is someone I don't think that's undeniable. To me, um, by all stretch of the imagination, if you look at him on paper, he's pretty, besides being incredibly large, I think he generally does not stick out. But when you put him in the ring, it's a different energy. It's a different feel. And it's an intangible that uh, that's really what everyone's kind of searching for. Number five is Keith Lee. Uh, I mean, talk about the year he had. He entered the Royal Rumble, stood as stood on the other side of Brock Lesnar and it was like, ooh, what if that happened? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, he continued a blockbuster, never-ending lethal weapon style feud with Dominic Dijakovic and led to another amazing match. He won the North American Championship, which he still holds, and now he'll be challenging for the NXT Championship. Um, probably by the time you hear this, it'll be over. Well, it'll be tonight. I it's, guess. Next week. it's next week. It's not on Great American Bash? It's uh, Great American Bash is two weeks, I believe. I thought it was it's this week. It's two weeks. No, it's, it's two weeks. Really? Before, it's, after it's July week. 4th? It's next week. Oh, uh-huh. that's weird. No, it's, 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 it's this, night one. Wednesday. No, it's, it's tonight. They said two weeks. Great American they, Bash. They said two weeks. Oh, bro. is it? Is it two <laughs> weeks? Like, yes. Oh. <laughs> You're saying it like two weeks from now. No, it, they said last week it's two weeks. The the card for this this Wednesday, the the main event is Io Shirai and Sasha Banks. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, bet they they haven't um, they haven't made the card for next week yet. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. so whether he defends it tonight or next week, it's probably going to be next week, I guess. Um, but it's a you know it's an interesting. He's an interesting guy. What have you feel about Keith Lee for the last year? Uh, I, I mean, well deserved from the be uh, uh, you know a lot of NXT representation on this list. I think they've definitely. I think while main roster has survived with characters, and we'll, we'll talk about that like a little bit later, um, NXT has survived with just straight matches. I think to me, they they've given some of the strongest matches uh, during this era, uh, especially when they're on their on their pay per views. Uh, but Keith Lee's definitely, you know, coming to his own. Uh, I think a lot of people said or, or felt as though him winning the, the North American title was a, a downgrade. But I think that he's held that title a lot better than I th- in a lot of ways that like Adam Cole even did. I think that he's he's given the title like a, a a stature where it's like, OK, big man can have it. But big man can also wrestle like small guys, too. And he's, he's you know, the level of matches have, has not gone down at, at all either. He just has this imposing presence on, on NXT where when he comes out, you know shit's about to hit the fan. And you know what it reminds me of? Big E back in the day on NXT. That, 
that belovedness that Biggie had, you know, that carried on to him in the main roster. So like I, I you know, obviously Biggie's got a lifetime partnership with the New Day, but I think Keith Lee just the upside is like just so great for this guy. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Keith Lee. I, yeah, I, I really I hope I really hope he wins the NXT title before he leaves. I think his presence is more than enough to you know carry him in the WWE and beyond. Um, number four on this list. I mean, we're getting into the point where I mean. He was on everybody's list. He was on everybody that we counted. It was Drew McIntyre. Uh, stellar year, breakout year, everything. He's been, the rocket has been put on him and he has been flying and he has been coasting and he's doing a rare thing where he deliver. It's a champion who delivers, which is something that we don't get on Monday Night Raw in this Brock Lesnar <laughs> era of championships. Yeah, and, and um, they managed to hold hold off very long on, on making him a dweeb, so... I mean, he's trying his hardest, but they're trying—they're <laughs> trying to lean it in another direction, which is cool. I mean, I think the less he says, the better. But Drew McIntyre has kind of been killing it on all fronts. He's had matches with everyone, and they've been stellar. He's—I'm uh, still the jury's still out on if this. I'm wondering if is he welcomed into main event status for good now you know what i'm saying like if the championship reign ends at extreme rules randomly it would be terrible if it did don't quote me on that <laughs> if it ended um, well why not at this point does it matter <laughs> no, does it, does it really matter <laughs> ratings are so down in the dirt it doesn't even matter yeah, every, everything is down anymore. everything's down there's no like real like original programming like we're, it's gonna we're gonna start getting into like like desperate mode come September if people can't like start shooting shows again. Like I'm telling yeah. you, like the fall season is going to look very desperate if the only original programming is is Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW. Like yeah. there needs to be. I, I think that if people have an absence of options, they're not going to turn to wrestling. But if they do during a commercial, they might do so. You know, like I think I think there needs to be more options for wrestling to be successful, not less. <laughs> this does not need right. to be the only thing on TV. Hot take NBA is not going to go as well as they probably think it will. Absolutely um, not. <laughs> but Drew McIntyre, uh, by all means, I mean, he's had a great year. I can't say. But if you do, I'm, I'm, my thing is, if you do take the belt off of him, is he still welcomed into that air of main event, you know, high caliber superstar? Does he still have that? Or is he a guy currently holding a championship? Um I think the litmus test is if he if he succeeds uh, if he succeeds um, with this title, like when the fans come back. But we won't know that. You know, the, the litmus test is just very different now to judge that. Yeah, I and he might not have it if he makes it to WrestleMania next year defending the championship. I think we will be like, okay, he's a, and that's a tall order to say, but. It's the caliber of superstar that he is. Is he the next? Is he legitimately in the main event, or is he just holding place until they kind of figure out what they do post COVID? Who yeah. knows? Um, number three on this list, very controversial because she was not on your list, but she was on my list, and I really argued for her. And I'm confused as of why I had to argue for her because she is Charlotte, and Charlotte has been incredible <laughs> and on one and. Uh, 
since January 1st, 2020 to now. I mean, not now because she she's out. But like for the last six months, she has been on her A game, period. And I don't think she's had as many dance partners or she's been in as many situations as she's been. She's fought Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, Mia Yim, Becky Lynch, Asuka, uh, been in the Royal Rumble, won that. Uh, just kind of done a lot in a short period of time. Um, Charlotte was in, I, she was number three on my list, so she's kind of where she's supposed to be. But Charlotte is, she's killing it. Uh, she, I, I, I picked what was up. Your, yeah, what was your thoughts with Charlotte? I, I just felt like uh, at the time, I forgot that she was in. I forgot about her. I forgot. Mm. I, I just forgot. already. I know. I, 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 I uh, and, you know, when, you, when I made a pool, like when you said, when you asked me why she wasn't, I looked at all the names I put down and she was like way at the bottom of the names I took out and put back in, took out on, on notes. <laughs> I forgot. It wasn't like anything personal, but I think that, that my, my surefire were, were my top two. And I think we had the same top two, but I yeah. think that, that EO kind of took over. I was like, okay, EO has to be on this list. So I made sure she was on the list and Charlotte wasn't. I, and I completely agree. Uh, she won the rumble. Um, won the NXT title, <laughs> uh, yeah. bewilderingly, we, no one, no one called that, uh, <laughs> before, and you know she just had bangers and not uh, two bangers with Oscar in one month. Um, again, how can we how can we hate her? You, you can't help but stand. You know what I'm saying? Like I know a lot of people hate her for whatever reason. It ain't her fault. It's not her fault. She got here. She got here photo shoots just just off the strength. Living. Um, you, know, you see WWE. You see WWE says she had a collarbone collarbone fracture or something like that. Oh, word. Yeah. That's uh, is that news where she about to come back with the fake butt and on? Oh <laughs> wow! TV. She about to come back with the BBL. That's crazy. <laughs> um, our next pick, number two, I would say, in terms of this is the most number two weest of all number twos because a lot of people put her as number two, and that is no slight to anyone who believes that she is number one, but she is a, uh, she's number two, Bailey. And I think this is a great place for her to be because a, a year before we were like, what are you doing with Bailey? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on with Bailey? She's still got the stupid ponytail in her head. She's still doing things, but she's managed to transform her character. And she's managed to, from the top of the year, I mean, she was facing Lacey Evans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Lacey Evans. Um, trying to make her a star. Uh, and she's managed to carry the SmackDown brand, the SmackDown women's brand. She's done the best that she can with what that she does, and she's doing a great job, and now she's on both shows because both shows need her at this point. Yes. Like, it's crazy. She's reached the point where she's needed on another show because the show is doing so bad. <laughs> well, I I was in person the day that she turned heel, and to see where she was, I you know, where I, where I was at, like, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, she cut her hair. And I didn't really know what to think about it until she said, hey, bitches, at the end. And I was like, okay, I'm in. But <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, shout out to Novak once again. I was on a wait and see with, with Bailey because there's been so many times we've been let up with her and then let down. To see them have so much faith and confidence in her, to have this, this is an all-timer run. If it ends here for her, and she doesn't get the title ever again. 
we are always going to remember this <laughs> because yeah. this is one of the great women's title runs of all time, in my opinion. I, I, and I think yeah. that it, it took a while to get there. But when we were seeing her, like, okay, give Bailey something, give her something. And then they started doing so. And then, they, then she hasn't lost and it's building to something. And she has focus and they care about her. I, I think, once again, it goes, it goes to what we always say, like, everyone kind of gets their turn here. Yeah, on, on, on main roster, everyone gets their turn, and when it's your turn, you make the most of it. And the, our our number one and number two, it's their turns, and they're making the most of it. And I think that's why they're so deserving of the two and one spot. I don't think number two is a slight to her at all. I think she's still, you know, if she was number one, I wouldn't complain either. But Bailey's just been on another level, the upper level, if you will. One hundred percent. I think so. Number one to the surprise of no one is Oscar. Uh, and it's, it's an interesting thing. We have three women topping the list for the first time ever. I don't think on any sort of other wrestling list you would have – who would be so bold yet truthful to be able to do that, right? Um, Asuka, from the top of the year, the feud with Becky Lynch, she didn't win, but that was part of the story, right? Mm-hmm. And she made the most of the moment. She was in tag team with the Kabuki Warriors. She made the most of that moment. She – she has evolved and become the most one of the most in terms of the actual COVID era, probably the most dependable, entertaining star at some at one point on both rosters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, cutting promos, um, the backstage segments. I mean, even if you extend it to her social media presence, which like if she doesn't have a team making these for, these videos and stuff for her, then I'm I'm shocked. But like we even did Kana Chan TV <laughs> yeah. earlier this year. Like she has been on another level. And like we just said with Bailey, you have to you know your turn will come, but it's about making the most of that time. And Oscar, I never we never saw her complain. We never saw her whine. We never saw her go on Twitter. We never saw her do anything like that. She just worked on herself and got herself over. And, she, and and just like that, she's at the top of the game. And shout out to Becky, who, who uh, I think it was in a story uh, that came out earlier this week, who, you know, they said Becky was was like a huge fan of Oscars and, and, and pushed for that. And, and I think that's, yeah. that's dope. Yeah, she did so good that they said, here, we're giving you the championship. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck that earning shit. Fuck going through some tournament with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. We're going to give you the championship. I mean, she earned it in the money in the bank. And then yeah. like, oh, it's the championship. But they kind of just gave her the championship because she earns it. She deserves it. She she has been killing it on all, you know, thing. we did our, you know, we did our uh, Queen of the Ring earlier this year. And she, she came out she on won. top. Yeah. She is by far a fan favorite. She is respected. She has the matches. She has the personality. She's cooking on all levels. Um, it's kind of like, all right, the sky's the limit. If she's able to cross through and ends up in movies and shit, then we'll know that she, she was really like the real deal. But at this point, I don't think it can get any higher. Um, you know, she's going to continue. I just hope the second half of this year lends itself i don't expect like oh because at this point the streak thing is over she's yeah. like losing on regular shows now like i don't even worry about the streak or things like that she's i don't even think has she has she even lost like 30 times yet <laughs> in general on tv 
I would hope not, but she may. I don't know. This year, she's at loss at least probably like four or five times. But I think just part of it now, I'm, I've accepted past that. She's got her win against Charlotte back. It's, it, it all makes sense now. Um, <laughs> sense has been made. <laughs> <laughs> so I think just in general, she's putting together solid, bo- solid body of work. I think what comes in the next half of the year, once we get past this Nia Jax thing, once we climb, you know, I don't even want to say climb the mountain that is Nia Jax. But once we get past the Nia Jax thing. She got to get past Sasha first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I mean, Nia yeah. Jax is right there. Wait. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, she right. not. did climb. Oh, yeah. I, I Remember on Raw, about this. On, on, on Raw, everything that was Heyman got wiped <laughs> in a <Yeah>. week. <laughs> on last week's Raw or something. Yeah. <laughs> Nia was even um, on this show this week. Good for her. Stay at home. Um, yeah. But that is our list. I mean, we, I didn't expect to go 50 minutes on this list, but hey, I'm, I'm, not mad I'm not mad at it. Also, she's lost 32 times. In that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. 32 times. She has um, a 72%, uh, 72% win percentage. That's higher than like a lot of people in WWE. That's higher than John Cena, I would assume. It, is it? I don't know. I, uh, I, don't, I don't think know. it is. I know. Uh, We're gonna go down the rabbit. I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole here. You wanna you wanna do some quick hits, some quick news things before we get to the show, and then we kind of wrap up. You wanna do yes, quick? yes. Let's do it. Um, wow, she does have a high. I'm sorry. <laughs> she does have a higher win rate. What, what, what did I say? Seventy two. Yes, seventy two. She, she uh, John has seventy seven. So it looks like if you're a baby face in, in the company. 70 is a sweet. 77? A what does thousand? Stone Cold have? 1020. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I, went to, I went to Seth Rollins really quick just so that, uh, just so that I could compare like, like recent faces. Seth has a, in WWE, wow, he loses a lot. Seth has, oh, yeah. a, fit, Seth has a 42% win, uh, 42% win rate. Mind you, they spent the first <laughs> two years winning. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, what Stone Cold have? So I, I can compare Stone Cold and John Cena. I think Seth got beat a lot when he was like a heel too. Stone Cold yeah. has well, they do it weird because they do a WWF and WWE one. So Stone Cold has Fuck. yeah, two hundred and twenty on the WWF two hundred and twenty. Wins sixty one percent. John Cena has a higher win rate than he does. Good lord! But only oh. one hundred and one losses, which is, I mean, if you if you like put, I guess you could say like that's a little bit better in a way. Like he, it yeah. almost looks like he gave the wins back and then got them back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he gave the win and then got it right back. WWE, he was seven and one, but that was like huh. post. It was post. Like he was already on the way out at that point. Oh yeah, he was already on the way out. Of course. Well, let's look at, let's look at the wrong. I'm sorry. To- Put me in a, you Man, put me in. <laughs> no, go ahead. Put me in a, in a rabbit hole, bro. Um, um, let's do some quick quick hits. First of all, um, fifty six percent for the Rock. Fifty six percent for the Rock. I believe it. The Rock did not win a lot at all. I, as a Rock fan, he lost a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, COVID era. Yeah. Uh, last week it was reported. It, it's kind of fucked up that we're. This is like the bottom of the show, but. <laughs> There was yeah. a lot of outbreaks last week. Oh yeah, there was I a lot. Know, I don't know how mad, how much more upset and angry I could be if I'd like as turn a, around. Like I'm turning around. As the president of the United, as the president of the United States says, if you do more testing, 
you're going to have more cases. <laughs> and I'm like, what? That's not a good thing. That's definitely not a good thing. Um, they, there was over 30 cases last week. Uh, Renee Young was one of them. A lot of people were upset about that. Uh, she was because she announced it. That's what's the worst thing. Everyone, yeah. they reported that she got some heat backstage because she talked about it on Twitter. I would hope that's not the case. Because Kayla Braxton got it twice. And she, <laughs> she's wild. I am not going to comment <laughs> because I don't want to shame people. I don't want to shame people. No, because the things I have to say, I you know what? I'm praying for her. God yeah. bless. Yeah, make sure you get past this because having it twice is some serious business. It's That's not real. a good thing to have once. Um, so managing to get it twice, uh, but she has also deleted her social media after announcing that she got it twice because of negligence. Um, so there is that. But Renee Young has definitely got it. They did the thing. Mox apparently might have it soon, so they're keeping him off the shows, which is wild because there's a pay per view definitely this Saturday this week. and next saturday <laughs> um i so. i of two minds about shaming people i want to go back to shaming people like it it is wild and people are treating this like it's not a big deal absolutely yeah. however 100%. i know how hard it is for a lot of people to get i, I think i think just from the top level just to get political here like it, the the seriousness of this hasn't hasn't been uh communicated to people the right way i think mm-hmm. that the government has left it up to states to to worry about this and you know they can do whatever they want to so if you're in florida like we said a couple of weeks ago if you're in florida where they let you do whatever you want you're going to go do whatever you want because everyone else you, you got people like low-key just out here on twitter shaming people it's my american right not to wear a mask i'm like bro yeah you need okay. to be on the right side of history. Yeah. And it's it, going to when you make it political, that's when I that's when I have to shame you. But when you make it like, yo, just admit that you know this is tough for you. Because it's tough for a lot of people. People don't have jobs, people mm-hmm. are not working. There's a lot of factors that go into why people are catching this disease. But I mean, there are black and brown people that are are targeted, you know, in, in a lot of ways. Like obviously this isn't has nothing to do with WWE people who are working. And what looked to be a cesspool of COVID for the past three months. Oh, I'm yeah. just shocked that there wasn't, again, I'm shocked there wasn't more reports earlier, but they apparently weren't testing. They people. didn't do testing. Yeah, so, they weren't testing. So uh, they are. Uh, now you see all the people, Shotzi Blackheart got a mask on. Uh, I, I hope they're taking this serious. And, and I would hope that they take it serious now. Like, li- listen, like, how, how long can we. You strutting can- Ric Flair out on your show the greatest monument in professional wrestling and you're strutting him out on the show every week knowing not knowing but without testing people and knowing how serious it is for people his age it's crazy they're wild (laughs) yeah if rick flair died to covid and i'm charlotte i'm not coming back (laughs) like your negligence is going to be the worst for you and now we're still hearing that they still want to manage to have shows in front of live people and move outside of the pc which, we'll have an update on that an update on that from fightful select okay. shout out to sean sean sap our bud uh, apparently the live shows uh they've been notified within wwe that the planned shows with audiences have been delayed 
No further details are provided. Uh, and yeah, just delayed. Delayed so far. So if you don't have the Fightful Select uh, Patreon, make sure you check that out. That's where I got that from. Shout out to Sean Sapp. That's it. That is as big as endorsement as I can give is that I have it. And we're going to be yes. we're going to be running that <laughs> every week. Yeah, well, so thanks a lot, Sean. <laughs> um uh let's see what else is in the news um tessa blanchard doesn't have a job oh yeah tessa blanchard remember former impact champion she was the first woman to win the impact championship and now the first woman to be stripped of the impact championship and also stripped of a job uh apparently she allegedly blew off uh slammiversary is coming up and she's been stranded not stranded but she's been stuck in mexico because obviously covid and travel um she's been stuck there and impact asked her to send in some promos and to possibly try and show up um i'm pretty sure there might be ways for her to get there i I would imagine that way would be to drive which would suck but um that is definitely a way that they that she could get there but she blew them off both both times and they decided to cut ties with her so fair kind of rolls with her character to be honest with you with everything that i've how do you blow off a company to send in some promos you're the champion as much as you're like i don't really you're the champion of the brand they bestowed upon you the honor despite it all by the way because the same day they crowned her champion was the same day all that news came out about all the bullshit even if she don't want to go that's fine at least in the promo but i mean you know the wildest part is that they didn't even fire her for the stuff that we were mad at her about last year exactly that's the wildest part they didn't care about that so they they hired your white ass and kept you on it's just it's white privilege the white privilege is that's what i mean that's what they get that's what they get yeah you get what you pay for um, do you think she goes to WWE? I keep hearing these rumors about them going to her going to WWE. If it didn't happen before she went to Impact, it ain't happening then, now, or forever. And I, I shout out yeah. to WWE for that. I don't think it's happening. I think people need to stop no. spreading that story. Yeah, I don't think it's happening either. I'm pretty sure she's spreading that story, but <laughs> because the vibes are the vibes are already off for her to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're right. Um, but speaking of Impact. There's a tag team that's supposedly signed to Impact. Yeah. Uh, Gallows Anderson are back in the Impact ring. Are you uh, interested? I mean, Slammiversary is uh, coming up. I'm sure their things are going to expire relatively. I don't know. Wait, when when was the big expired. exodus? Yeah, it's it's already, already expired. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, Impact, you know how Impact does things. We'll, we'll roll them out at a giant pay-per-view. Uh you know what? Fine. That's all I can say about it. Just go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't care. They can go to Impact. Yeah. It, it's fine. They were never. I was never like huge fans of them. Anyway, if you don't, if you're um, not, with the, if you're not with a bullet or a club, I they they just don't matter. Moving <laughs> 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 on. Okay, turn up. Um, is there any other news? Is there any other spice from this fightful select thing? Uh, no, no other spice. Just a couple of. Uh, Couple some TNA news up there. We don't really cover TNA, but if you don't have Fightful Select, definitely go check out some of the news he has on them. Uh, but yeah, I'll be I'll be picking out select things that I that I see on there uh, throughout. Oh, listen, oh, show select. I didn't mention I didn't mention the Michael Elgin fight. They led him to get fired. Also, oh yes, uh, to a fight with Sammy, Sammy Callahan uh, over the beginning of a match with with them in. in, in uh, oh yes, I did read that. And apparently that got him that got him fired. So 
Maybe he did it on purpose. Maybe he wanted to go to AEW. <laughs> Good Maybe luck. he needed a way out of his contract. <laughs> Good luck. He can't go to the E because Viking Raiders don't they don't rock with him. Ooh. Yeah. So that's crazy. Okay, didn't know that. Um also, what was I gonna say? There's something else. Oh, NXT UK. Maybe coming back. I hope so. I, I think that even with even with the garbage there, they just suspended Joe Coffey today. Uh, the, the verdict is still out on Jordan Devlin, who has some pretty nasty claims levied at him. Um, I think that, again, like, like I said earlier in the show, it's such a different cast of characters. I need to see something different on TV. Like the, other than just the, everyone else, like, I would love to see Walter again. I would love to see uh, Druganov again. Those are characters that I was into before COVID hit. Let's see Tyler Bate. You know, let's let's see them all go back. Like, I'm I'm cool with all that. Let's do it. Can I? Speaking of watching other things, I I want to move over to the weekly show thing because. So they announced shortly before SmackDown that they were going to play the Undertaker and AJ Styles' Boneyard match in full on SmackDown, and I said. I ain't watching that shit again on network TV. (laughs) No offense. It's not a bad match. I'm not watching Boneyard match on network TV. I want to enjoy it on the network with all the cussing and network thing. So just to be real with you, I didn't watch SmackDown (laughs) this week Um, because the 2000 MTV VMAs were on and by far (laughs) it was a much more entertaining show, to be honest with you, like a really great three hours I spent watching the 2000 MTV VMAs and yeah, people, people were like up mad and loud about the COVID stuff that day. And I was like, bro, just don't watch the fucking show. Cause that's the only reason yeah. I did the undertaker thing is cause nobody was there. And yeah. I think again, like if, if you didn't want to check it out, just, just don't, don't watch it. I, I think that was like the easiest thing to do. Like I ended up watching it way later. Um, I think the Bray. Can we talk? I don't have much to say about the show. The Bray. No, and, me neither. The Bray and Braun shit is the dumb. I don't think we spoke about it at length. It is the dumbest shit I've seen on TV in a while. Like even more hokey by Bray standards. The Braun Strowman shit is so stupid. The, Braun was terrible. The, by the way, yeah, like he. I'm. It's not I'm working off. Yeah, it he ain't working. Actually, worse than he has ever looked. Can we just and get maybe, this over with? Like, maybe I'll, you know what? I'm not even gonna blame it because COVID has people out the gym without haircuts, without a whole bunch of other things. So let me not actually think it. But he just the champion thing is not looking. Also, MTV's not doing the same thing this Friday again. So fuck, I'm watching SmackDown. Um, <laughs> why would they, they do that for one week and not another? With all the content so they have, stup- MTV is so stupid. But last Friday was genius, but they're so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, but yes, this this whole thing is just. We'll see. I think it's interesting to do the Bray Wyatt thing, and I'm sure they're gonna have a cinematic match. But the whole. I'm good. Well, I if, if 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 Extreme Rules is the horror show because of that match, I'm, come on, <laughs> come on. Well. I used to be part of Bray Wyatt's thing as well. Like, all that shit. It's know? a non-title match. Like, why Why do we even care if Bray even it's wins It's a non-title it? match? Yes. Wow. It's non-title. Oh, that's stupid. Why, why do we even care? It's it's terrible. I, I think 
for everything Bruce does get right, I thought that like even though like there wasn't much to talk about on the show, obviously there were you know extenuating circumstances. I thought that like they did manage to like find something for Riddle to do, even though he 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 debuted. I finally watched the segment, by the way. Um, you know, was it good? I liked it. I thought the match yeah. was good too. It was amazing. Um, yeah. oh, the was good too. Sorry, but I thought the match was good too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my bad. Uh, let's talk about Raw. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Well, just to end up, just to end on SmackDown. As soon as I saw on Twitter, the throughput was like Baron Corbin disrespects Undertaker. Everyone wants to avenge him. I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, they bored. Oh, my. They bored. They yeah. Bored. They were bored. Let's get to Raw. I was also bored with Raw because part of it I missed because I was watching Jadakiss and Fabulous have a uh, a uh, a subway series, if you would say. Uh, that's um, some New York only shit. Uh, I, I get out of here. I was thoroughly compelled with with most parts of Raw. Uh, 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 I, I like that the the contract signing it opened with chaos. I think Bruce loves to do that. Uh, the the show opened with chaos between Oscar and Sasha and Bailey. Uh, led led to a mixed tag match that I didn't watch, didn't didn't even care to watch. I, I think it was like the setup to that was just so terrible. Like you could have done something better with having Oscar against Bailey, and then do Drew versus someone else, but they didn't do it that way. And I just thought it, w- it would have been way more interesting. Um, but I guess if, yeah. if you had Bobby Roode there, I, you know, I would rather see that tag than a Bobby Roode match. Um, uh, Rick, Banks, Ricochet uh, Ricochet returned. Ricochet returned. Come on. Holla back, young. Days before his WWE 365. <laughs> oh my God! What within the 365? Got to be 2018. Got to be 2018. You think? Got to be. He won, I mean, the, he, he won the U.S. title last year. He was definitely in a world title match this year, so yeah. maybe it ends there. Maybe because, quite frankly, it all ends there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it all ends there. Um, uh, I, I I hate to say that I'm like really digging the the uh, once again niggas only feud with with no. Bobby with Bobby MVP MVP talking about the hood. I thought it was I thought it was funny. Apollo Cruz, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, he he cut a good promo, bro. Did he? Did he? I don't know. He cut a good I don't promo. know. I'm not. I'm not sold on him yet. I'm not sold on this match. We're getting Apollo Cruz versus Bobby Lashley. Should be good. I think I think Bobby does a small guy versus versus the big guy matches really well. Um, I think but, hey, the, Apollo's problem has never been the ring stuff, Mills. Yeah, but you know, I'm having a moment where I'm looking across the ring at Bobby Lashley and I'm looking across the ring at Apollo Cruz and I'm like, you guys should be fighting. <laughs> That's just my. I'm like, it don't look right. It don't look like it belongs. It's maybe on Raw, but I maybe don't know. they won't. Maybe, not they won't be. maybe they won't be. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Apollo Cruz turns heel. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio. I think this is happening at Extreme Rules. If we if we're going to if we're going by them erasing everything Heyman has done for the past six months, I think that we're getting that at uh, Extreme Rules. They're prolonging this thing. They're dragging please this shit out. Dog They're dragging it. Please end it. Please end yes. it. Please. It doesn't make any sense anymore. Like yeah, someone beat someone beat someone else up already. I, and I think that you're doing a disservice to Alistair Black. I couldn't give a shit about 
Umberto, I think you're doing a disservice to Alistair who needs some direction and should definitely be in the mix with uh, Bobby and Apollo if you're going to do that, you know, or he should be doing something cooler or he should be going against uh, Randy Orton if you're going to put him like that because you're still like Mills are still protecting him on the show. He doesn't take pinfalls. He doesn't look weak ever. So what are you doing with him? It's, it's, it doesn't make It's like what they did with the Viking Raiders for like eight months where they just never mm. lost. And now they're losing <laughs> to, to Angel Garza. That was weird, right? Angel Garza, like cruiserweight champion, picks up like this that. big ass man. It's the finisher. I didn't, I, let me, let me be clear. I didn't like it because it was Angel Garza. Cause I like Angel Garza. I didn't like it because like they now have no direction outside of the orbit of street profits. They should be going in the direction of MVP Bobby Lashley and getting out of this freaking feud <laughs> with all these people now. Like, cause now you have the, uh, another, another stable about the breakup between Andrade and Angel who had two matches <laughs> on Max on SmackDown on, on, on Raw. I'm, I'm actually sounding sound like I didn't like this raw. Actually, maybe I didn't like this raw. I don't. I know I didn't like this raw. I know I didn't like this raw. First of all, Peyton Royce out here, and people ca- caping oh, for Peyton. Oh Royce my god, this, saying this she was one of the most enjoyable parts of NXT at some point. I don't think sometimes I mean, you got NXT. Sometimes you got to consider the source for these comments, bro. <laughs> I was like, she hits. You guys are that impressed by a brain buster? Are you that impressed? That I'm, don't, don't I, ever that I'm giving it mostly to Ruby on. <laughs> <laughs> they did more with Ruby in this one episode than they have done in like three months with her. Well, it's because Liv was off the show. I think I, I also think this COVID stuff uh, messed up the uh, whatever Bruce had planned. I uh, absolutely well, say that. I do think that happened. Listen, too. This COVID stuff doesn't mess it up for everybody. Ask Ruby. He's like, oh, it's not messing it up. <laughs> Actually, um, I'm, I'm having the time I'm of my on life. TV. I'm on TV. She kind of good. I'm on hey, TV. And that one promo, Ruby showed us why she needs to be on TV more. I think she's a good face. The fact that they were healing her up for so long is a, you know, wasn't the move. I think the face thing is a move. It seems like they're going to put her and live back together, which is unfortunate because I think they can exist without one another for a long period of time. But if they don't have anything for one another, really, it's like they don't want to. The thing is with Liv, um, and it might anger some people, um, Liv still has a way to go. As as great as she looks, as like star that she has written on her, Liv has a way to go. Ruby ready. Not, <laughs> yeah. Ruby has Ruby is you know in the ring she can talk on the mic. Liv is still don't be fooled by her by you know Liv Morgan jumping off the bottom rope and then the middle rope and then <laughs> oh my god you've been so green I'm that <laughs> is Mills TV <laughs> don't be fooled by that I love Liv but that's not you know ring quality like thing you'd still need to build psychology in the ring and be able to put a match together. I'm, moves are cool because she was out here like last week. She was like, ah, I can't believe they edited the match down. It's like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a, a star making match, but we'll see. I just want people to curb their ex- expectations on live. Just curb it back. She will get there. Don't push her there. She will get there. Um, but she got to work for it, honestly. Yeah. So uh, that is raw. I think, yeah, Raw was just a bunch of really long tag matches and 
uh, some ricochet ricochet appearance. That's it. And a ricochet appearance. I'm sure he'll be back next week. I'm sure. I, I you know what? You know what? I also liked. I thought they, in a strange way, made Ricochet look really strong against Bobby Lashley in a way that I think Bobby would have basically job Cedric in like two seconds and Ricochet got like at least eight minutes out of him. And I thought that was really interesting. I heard this. One of the tweets I saw was that should have been the Brock match. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It was really enjoyable. You know what? I did enjoy that. It was a really enjoyable match. Uh, But yeah, that is raw. And that was the show. Hopefully we get a little bit more extreme rules stuff um, next week. I don't think it was a horror show. Extreme rules, a horror show. I, I would imagine we're going to have that be the cinematic match. Maybe we have one more. I don't know what it would be, but the raw side looks a little bit lopsided with what's going on, on, uh, on the extreme rules card this week. We have NXT great America bash, which I'm looking forward to, uh, we have fighter fest, which I'm pretty sure Mills will betray me and watch. And uh, it's not betraying, it's just nothing else is on. What do you want from me? Yeah, Legitimately, I'm, nothing else is on. I'm about to call those beats and see if they can get a damn Mims and Jibs no. versus for you to watch or some challenge yeah. stuff. First of all, know. Jada, Jada, and Fab wasn't just that bad, it was just a slaughter. And was people your, enjoyed was it. Your, was your line? It was all right. Oh, I'm not gonna answer that <laughs> exactly. Uh, so until next week, thank you guys for listening. Let us know if you have any changes you'd like to make to our top 10, or if you have a top 10 of 2020 so far of your own that you would like to make, put AEW in it. Hey, New Japan's been back for like two weeks. Put some of those people in it. Let us know. Send it to us at RNC Radio Live and at OG Johnny Five and at Emil's TV, especially Emil's TV for that live rant. So that's that's on him. Uh, oh, please, please don't take that part out of the show and start sharing it to all the <laughs> lip stands on Twitter. Because I'm gonna hurt somebody's feelings, but it was true. They're not gonna listen to this anyway. They 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 don't listen to things that are longer than two minutes. Uh, <laughs> until next week, thank you guys for listening to the A Show. Uh, please be safe. Please wash your hands. And please, please, please do not go out without a mask on this weekend. Till then, peace.